Amen. How many believes he's worthy to be praised? Amen. I tell you. Amen. There, I tell you, and there's nobody that can praise God like the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. How many believes you got a right to praise him? You got something to praise him about. <laughs> Amen. Don't you just love the Lord this morning? Amen. We're just honored to be here and uh, appreciate the invitation to come and, you know, just appreciate your pastor. Uh, we certainly have, uh, we have a great respect and love for your pastor and, and uh, just, um, you know, just counted a, a great honor and then also a great responsibility anytime that you stand before the bride of Jesus Christ you know it's just a, a great re responsibility and so we certainly want to um, um, be mindful of that this morning and I just pray that the Lord would just uh, bind us to his word and amen I pray it hide me behind the cross and amen and and, and we want to have a true Mount Transfiguration experience here this morning. Amen. You know what that would be? That Jesus Christ alone would be glorified among us. Amen. He's the only supreme one. Amen. The only one. Amen. I see my dear friend, Brother Jackie Ben. Amen. I want to tell you, I love that man right there with all my heart. And uh, when I, years ago, I just a, a young preacher and Brother Jackie took me under his wing and took me to a lot of churches and introduced me to a lot of brothers and I've traveled overseas with him over in the country of Guyana been with him several times over there and and uh, I want to tell you this brother goes in places that most people won't go or uh, he's been to places you know and I've watched brother Jackie there's only one problem I had traveling with brother Jackie I went with him um, first trip and and uh, you know we pre I preached a few times, and he come up with this idea. He said, now, Brother Josh, this is what we're going to do. He said, you're going to preach, and I'm going to sing. <laughs> and then from then on, everywhere we, everywhere we went, he wanted me to preach. <laughs> and, uh, but I tell you what, I found out right quick, those people in, in those foreign countries, they love Brother Jackie. I mean, you talk about a, a big-name preacher. He's a big-name preacher, <laughs> Amen. And he's known all over this world. And, and uh, I tell you, I certainly appreciate our brother this morning. Maybe we could just bow our hearts together and look to the Lord in a word of prayer. And if you've got a need, just lift it up to the Lord this morning. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you, God, for this another opportunity that you've given us to come together. Lord, and we've gathered together here today. Uh, these are special times that you've given us, Lord. And Lord, when we can come together, each one of us, a believer and Lord, knowing that we all have a lick of fire off that great pillar of fire. And Lord, when we come together like this, Lord, your prophet said the pillar of fire is back in our midst again. And Lord, we believe that to be true. And Lord, I pray that this morning, Lord, as we're gathered here in the faith of your people begins to unite together. Lord, I pray that, Lord, that every need would be met. Lord, I pray that you'd heal the sick and Lord, that you would encourage discouraged hearts and strengthen that which has been weakened. And Lord, I believe that the word has the power in it. And Lord, when that word begins to go forth, Lord, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. But Lord, I've got supreme confidence in your word. 
And Lord, I know that your word can never fail. It can never pass away. Lord, because you said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never fail. And Lord, I believe that this morning. That word cannot return unto you void, but it has to accomplish the thing that you sent it to do. So God, I pray, Lord, that the word would strike the mark this morning. Lord, that it would just drop down into a believing heart. And Lord, when we leave here today, we would leave with a testimony and we would begin to say, did not our hearts burn within us as you spoke with us along the way? Lord, grant it this morning as we commit this service into your hands. We give ourselves to you now for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. If you take your Bibles this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me to the book of Galatians. Uh, in the first chapter of Galatians, I want to read a few verses there. And then I also want to read from the book of Jude. Just one verse of scripture also in the book of Jude. But we'll start in Galatians 1. And I'd like to read from the first verse. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me unto the church at Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace or into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you, and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we have said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. The book of Jude, we'll just read one verse there, the third verse. The Bible says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Amen. May God add his blessings as you're seated this morning. I'd like to just speak for a few minutes this morning on contending for the faith. And, you know, I believe that as the Bible says here that um, Jude is encouraging us to earnestly contend for the faith. And, you know, the faith that he's talking about, he said he identifies that faith as the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And I just believe this morning there really ain't but one faith. Amen. How many believes that's the truth? Because there in Ephesians 4, Paul begins to say that there's one body and one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all who is above all and through all and in you all. And so really there's only one faith this morning, and that's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, amen, he would tell us to earnestly contend for the faith. Now, Brother Brandon would 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 
preach uh, uh, and use this for a text and the message earnestly contending for the faith. He said, now let's just stop here a few moments. And he said, earnestly contending for the faith. Now, what is it to contend? To contend is to debate or stand there and hold fast on your conviction. Amen. For what? Earnestly contend for the faith. Not a faith, but the faith. Amen. Now somebody says, well now Brother Branham, that's not my faith. I don't believe in that. He said, but see, there's only one faith. One faith, one Lord, one baptism, and that's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, only one faith. Now we got a lot of religions, and we got a lot of ceremonies, and amen, but there's only one faith that we should earnestly contend for, and that's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Amen. Can we say amen to that this morning? Listen, there's all kind of ideas and there's all kind of doctrines. There's all kind of religions in the world today. But there's really only one faith and, and there's only one gospel. Amen. As Paul would say here in Galatians, as he's, amen, speaking to that church, he says, amen, I, I, I marvel at how soon you have been removed from the gospel to another gospel. And he said, which there is not another. Amen. Listen, friends, there ain't no other gospel. Amen. There's only one gospel. And I just want to start by saying, in this, amen, it is a devil that comes along and tries to separate this message, amen, from the Bible. Amen, that ain't nothing but a lying devil. Amen, because the message that we believe is not something separate from the, from the Scripture. Amen, the message that you believe is the same message that Paul believed. It's the same message that Peter believed. Amen, it, listen friends, amen, William Branham did not come to preach to us another gospel. Amen, amen, this is not another gospel. Amen, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that's the truth? Amen, there ain't but one gospel. And Paul, amen, said, amen, and even if an angel come from heaven and would preach any other gospel than that which we have preached, amen, then you let him be a curse. Now, amen, and looking at this this morning, amen, amen, to earnestly contend. It means to be sincere and intense with a conviction. Amen, that you got to seriously, amen, uh, approach this thing. You got to be sincere in your heart. Now, amen, I, I just want to say this. If you got to contend for the faith, amen, it's showing you right there already, amen, that this is going to be a battle. Amen, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to, amen, you're going to have to take a stand. Listen, friends, amen, we don't need a bunch of jellyfish, amen, uh, uh, Christians, amen, with a wishbone instead of a backbone. What we need is some real born-again, Holy Ghost-filled believers, amen, that are willing to take a stand. Amen, I tell you what, and I just tell you what the prophet of God said. He said, any man that's ever amounted to anything, amen, had to stand on his own convictions. Amen, and he had to stand alone. He had to stand, amen, listen, when there's nobody else to stand, amen, you got to stand. If you're the only one in your family, amen, that believes the Word of God, you got to stand there on your conviction, amen, and earnestly contend for the faith. Is that right? Listen, friends, sometimes a walk with God, amen, it's a lonely walk. Amen. And to walk with God, you got to walk alone. Amen. But I, I, I like what the Bible says over there in John 16. Amen. Jesus is telling his disciples, he's, he's, he's getting them ready for his departure. Amen. And he's telling them, he said, listen, you're going to be scattered and you're going to leave me and I'll be left alone. He said, but yet not alone for the Father will be with me. And I want to tell you this and just encourage you. Amen. Sometimes you feel like you're all by yourself. Amen. Sometimes you get a feeling like Elijah had one day. Amen. When he stood against Jezebel and that Jezebel religion.
religion. And he stood out there and he thought, I'm the only one left in all of Israel. Amen. I'm the only one. Amen. They've torn down the altars. Amen. They, they have rejected. Amen. Amen. The God, the Jehovah God. And I'm left alone. Amen. But God, amen, opened up the seals. The prophet said, amen. And he showed him, amen. No, I got 7,000. Hallelujah. That's never bowed to me. Amen. And he showed that prophet of God, you ain't by yourself. Amen. And let me just say this. Amen. You ain't by yourself either. Hallelujah. Amen. And the biggest thing, amen, that we got to realize is that if God be for us, then who can be against us? Hallelujah. Amen. To earnestly, to sincerely, intensely, amen, with a conviction. I tell you, friends, we got to have a conviction and stand on our conviction. The prophet said, amen, the first one to introduce the message of our faith would be our Lord Jesus. He said Jesus was a product of what God intended for us to contend for. Amen. The whole Christian faith laid in Jesus Christ. Our faith in him. Now, if we can only understand what kind of faith he taught, what kind of faith he practiced, and then we can see by that, amen, if the early church practiced the same thing, then we should earnestly contend for that type of faith. See, for his commission for us to continue in that faith. Amen. Now, so... It's, it's very powerful to think about this. Amen. The prophet is showing us that the faith that we are contending for, amen, Jesus is the faith of Jesus Christ. And he showed us by example. Amen. Amen. And I'll just say what kind of faith that he had. Amen. He had perfect faith. Amen. He had faith. Amen. The prophet said he walked in a, in a world to himself. Amen. He walked unconscious of criticisms. Amen. Because he had faith. And listen, I think it's amazing. Amen. What the prophet of God showed us. He said, what gave Jesus such great faith? Amen. Listen, friends. It was not some supernatural, amen, uh, feeling that he had that gave him the faith. Amen. But what gave him the faith, according to the prophet, as he is that he identified himself in the scripture. He saw himself in the word. Amen. And when he saw himself in the word, it gave him the faith. Amen. Oh, listen, friends. I'll tell you something else about the faith that was in him. Amen. Because the faith that was in Jesus was the faith of God. Amen. And the faith that was that God had is God spoke the word. And Brother Brown said he believed his own word. And then his word became material. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you this morning, friends, that's the kind of faith that ought to be in the church of the living God. You say, brother, what are you saying? I'm saying we ought to speak God's word and we ought to believe God's word and then watch, amen, the word of God when it comes out of your mouth become material because the word of God has never failed in the mouth of God's believing children. Do you believe that? Amen. Jesus told his disciples one day, have faith in God. You know, but the prophet comes along and says, listen. He said, he begins to show us the translation. It should be, have the faith of God. Listen, amen. Amen. And then we find out, amen, Paul says, and uh, later on he says, he says, the life that I now live, I live by the faith, by the faith. Amen, of the Son of God. Listen, friends, and, and Brother Brown picks it up in the church age book there, Brother Matt, and he shows it was not his faith 
in God, amen, that, that, that he was living by, that was giving him overcoming power. It was the faith of God in him. Hallelujah. Listen, friends, there's a lot of people say they believe in God. There's a lot of people, amen, that, 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 that perhaps, amen, have a belief. Amen, but I tell you what, amen, there's a group of people on the earth this morning, amen, that not only has faith in God, but they have the faith of God in them. Hallelujah. Amen. And the life that we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God that's in us. Listen, that's why you're an overcomer. It's not because, amen, of you as an individual. I just want to say this. You ain't no match for the devil within yourself. Amen. You are no match for him. Amen. But if you got this revelation and you've been born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, then you have, amen, you can say this is what greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You know why you're an overcomer? Amen. Because the overcomer is in you. And Jesus said, I have overcome them. Hallelujah. He's already overcome. And now the overcomer is in you. It's his faith in you. Oh, my. I mean, he's thankful for the faith. Amen. Now, Galatians 2.20, he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not I, but Christ that lives in me. Is that right? Amen. So, listen, the faith that we're contending for, it's not a Baptist faith. No disrespect to them. It's not a Methodist faith. It's not a Pentecostal faith. It's not a, amen, Church of God faith. It's the faith. Hallelujah. The faith of Jesus Christ. The faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now, in the church age book, amen, the prophet says, we know exactly from the word which was recorded by the Holy Spirit how the first or original church was founded and how that God manifested himself in her. The word can change or be changed because the word is God. Hallelujah. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. Is that right? Amen. In the beginning was the Word. I just want to, amen, stop right here and say something. Amen. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was the beginning. Listen, because before the Word came out of God, nothing had started. Amen. The first thing that happened in all creation. Amen. Brother Brown would show us the picture. He said the Logos. Amen. The Word. Amen. Come out of God. Amen. And, and, and the Bible says that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Amen. So the Word was the beginning. And let me just say this. It's still the beginning. Amen. If something's going to start, it's got to start with the Word. If there's going to be a revival, and it's going to be a real revival, it's going to have to start with the Word. If somebody's going to get healed, it's going to have to start with the Word. If somebody's going to be saved, it's going to start with the Word. If your life is ever going to be changed, it's going to start with the Word. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Listen, that's why you can't come along and say, well, I love Jesus, but you, but you, you don't love his word. That's a Jesus of your imagination. Amen, amen. There's a lot of people that fell in love with, amen, they fell in love with Jesus. Amen, but they fell in love with the story. 
Amen. They fell in love. Amen. With, with, with something that they imagined to be. Amen. And not a reality. Because I tell you this. Amen. You cannot separate God from his word. And if you love God, you'll love his word. And if you love the word, you love him. Let me go a little bit further with that. And just tell you, to receive the word is to receive Jesus Christ. To reject the word is to reject Jesus Christ. How many believe that's the truth? Listen, you're living in the Laodicean age when Christ had been put out of the church. But I want to tell you, ain't nobody, none of them churches out there, amen, Jesus wasn't standing in there with nail-scarred hands and they said, now wait a minute, buddy, you ain't welcome here and let him out the door. No. How did they put him out? They put him out by putting his word out. They rejected the word and therefore they rejected Christ. Listen, I'll just say this without apology this morning. Amen. Because there's a lot of people, amen, just looked at this message, amen, shrugged their shoulders and walked away. Amen. And they thought they were walking away from an idea. They thought they were walking away, amen, from William Branham. They thought they were walking away, amen, from just a, a, a church or, amen. But listen, amen, when they looked at this, amen, listen, and they walked away, they were walking away from Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I know the devil don't like it, but I'm just going to say it this morning. This message is Christ. Listen, I don't know. I don't care what they made out of it. And I can't help what other people have done with it. Amen. But the message I believe is not a bunch of doctrines. It's not, amen, an idea. It's not just a better way to live. It's not the thoughts of a Kentucky boy. It's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. It's the reality of a living God. Yes, sir. Now watch. We can see this as the prophet begins to say. Here he said, he said to change one word of it. As Eve did bring sin and death. Is that the truth? As it says in Revelation 22, 18, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Amen. Thou hast tried them that say they're apostles and they're not, and hast found them to be liars. Amen. And, and, and Brother Brown said, ain't that a blunt statement? Thou hast tried them that calls them, call themselves apostles. Isn't that a, a, a blunt statement? What right has the people to try those that call themselves apostles? And how do they try them? Well, I love this. Here it is, Galatians 1 and 8. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have already preached unto you, let him be a curse. It was the apostle who brought the original word to the people. And that original word could not change. Not even a dot or dash of it. Paul knew it was God who spoke to him and said, even if I come and try to give a second revelation or try to make one little change in what I give originally, let me be a curse. See, Paul knew that the first revelation was correct. And God can't give a first revelation and then a second revelation. If he did, he would be changing his mind. If he gave a revelation and then... Now listen, Brother Rell said he can give a revelation and then add to it. Now you got to catch that right there because, amen, amen, how many believes that the message that, that we have received is the very thing that Paul preached? 
Amen. Because Brother Brown, when he went beyond the curtain of time, amen, and, and, and he asked, he said, amen, he said, will Paul have to stand with his group? He said, yes. Amen. Brother Brandon rejoiced in that fact. You know why? Because he said, because I preached what Paul preached. Hallelujah. And y'all probably going to think I'm crazy, but I just tell you, if I am, leave me this way. I'm like the prophet. I feel good. Amen. Being how I am. Amen. But I believe, amen, that I was one of them voices that he heard that screamed out, I'm resting on that. Hallelujah. You say, brother, what are you talking about? You believe he was over there when the prophet, I believe I got a theophany. Hallelujah. I believe I got a word body. I believe it's already there. If this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, I have another eternal in the heavens. Hallelujah. You say, brother, amen, what are you talking about? You believe you got a theophany? You better believe it, brother. And I done heard from it. Amen, because my prophet said, when you recognize this message to be eagle food, you left the other thing you heard from your theophany. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, if I get off on the deep end, don't worry, Brother Donnie will straighten it out. Amen, but I tell you what, I believe I heard from it then, and I believe if you can handle it right now, I'm hearing from it right now this morning. And I want to tell you, the theophany that I got ain't a million miles away. I believe it's so close, it's right in this room right now. I'm feeling the influence of it right now. Hallelujah. And I believe one of these mornings, and it won't be long, I'm going to take a step. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to step from this dimension into another dimension. Hallelujah. And the faith that is in my heart now is what's leading me to that step. Hallelujah. We're resting on that. We're resting on that. But watch because he can't give a first revelation then a second revelation. Oh, no, no, no. Amen, but he can give a revelation and then add to it. Brother Brown takes it back to Abraham. He said he called Abraham. He told him he'd be the father of many nations. Amen, see, that was the first revelation. Amen. But then he began to add to that revelation. And he began to designate, amen, that seed would come through Sarah. Amen, he began to give a furtherance of the same revelation. Listen, friends, I believe that, that William Branham preached what Paul preached. But Paul said, when he began to talk about Melchizedek, he said, listen, there's a lot of things we could say. Amen, but you become dull of hearing. And when you have need to be, as you should be a teacher yourself. You got need that you would be taught. You ought to be eating meat, but you're unskillful in the word. And he said, there's a lot of things that I could say about Melchizedek. Amen, but, but listen, this is not the hour. Amen, so I'm just gonna give the revelation. And I'm gonna leave the rest to the seventh angel. Hallelujah. And when he comes, amen, he'll give a furtherance of the same revelation. And now we have a message. Who is? Listen, friends, not that Melchizedek, but who is this 
Melchizedek. Who is this that is among us? Who is this? Amen. That's that's revealing these things. Well, I tell you this. Amen. If all you see in this message is a man, William Randall, I got great respect for the prophet. I got great respect for his ministry. You'll never hear this preacher belittling or diminishing. Amen. Or tearing down the ministry of that prophet. But I tell you this. If all you see in this in this message is a ministry of a man, you miss the whole point. He said, I was not the one that was standing down there that appeared that day down there on the river. I was only standing near when he come. Hallelujah. I'm not the one that tells these things as perfect as they are. It's not what I knew. It's what I surrender myself to. Hallelujah. Amen. The angel is not the son of man. He's a messenger sent from the son of man. But you are not feeding on the words of a man. You're feeding on the body word of the son of man. Hallelujah. That's what's changing you. Ain't no different gospel. Ain't a different revelation. Are you with me? This is a continuation. And by the way, just so we're clear on this, it ain't something outside the scripture. Come on, friends. The revelation of the seals is not something outside of the scripture. Amen. Even, you know, the person come to Brother Brown one day, he said, with your qualifications, you could write the 23rd chapter of Revelations. It sounded good. Amen. But listen, it was contrary to the word. Amen. Because the Bible already said, if any man add to or take away, amen, then the plagues will be added to him and his part be taken out of the book. Amen. Listen, friends, a prophet didn't come, amen, to write another Bible. He didn't come, amen, to give a revelation outside of this Bible. What he come to do is tie up all the loose ends and reveal the hidden truths that was contained in the Scripture. We had a Bible, amen, for almost 2,000 years, Brother Matt, but we didn't know what we was reading. But God, rich in mercy, in these last days, sent a prophet to the land. And a prophet is a divine interpreter of the Word. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something because, you know, Brother Bram would just say, people, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in, some, I'm in another man's pulpit. So I've tried to be re- very respectful and, and, and rightfully so. And so I, I, I walk with humility and I'm trying to, you know, I, I, wanna, I don't want to overstep any bounds in anything, but I believe that I know your pastor's heart. But, amen, how many is thankful that you got a pastor that'll stay with the word. I think y'all could, I think you could do better than that. How many's glad you got a pastor that'll stay true to the word? Hallelujah. Listen, there's all kind of ideas, there's all kind of doctors, there's been all kind of isms and schisms. Amen. There's all kind of men out there with all kind of motives and objectives, and there's building their own kingdoms, and there's eight messengers and everything else you can think of. Amen. But I'm glad that God has still got a true fivefold ministry. 
Hallelujah. Let me just say this. I done forgot about them notes, so I'm preaching. Amen. But I want to let you know something. If there is a fake, there's got to be a real. Brother Bam comes along and shows us if there's a bogus, there had to be a real first. Amen. If there's a bogus dollar, there had to be a real dollar. So if there's a bogus pastor, there's got to be a real one. If there's a bogus teacher, there's got to be a real one. If there's a bogus evangelist, there's got to be a real one. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, if there's a false prophet, hallelujah, there's got to be a real one somewhere. Hallelujah. And by the way, just because they come out with a fake $100 bill, you didn't go get in your wallet and throw away every $100 bill you had. Come on. Hey, man, you're just praying the one you got's real. <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, you didn't let just cause somebody come along with a fake one. You didn't, hey, man, you didn't throw away all the real ones. So why in the world, hey, man, would you let the devil come along and say, point out every f- false apostle and false prophet and false preacher, hey, amen, and, and then you throw away all preachers. Just cause, listen, don't throw the whole basket out because of one rotten apple. God still got men that'll preach the word. God still got somebody that'll just say what a prophet said. God still got some gospel preachers that'll take their gloves off and just call right, right, and wrong, wrong. Hallelujah. And you ought to be thankful this morning that you got a pastor that ain't a people pleaser. He ain't trying to make you happy. He's trying to get you perfected. Hallelujah. I ain't here to try to preach you happy. I'll be get happy while I'm preaching. Amen. But there's something more important for us. The ministry of this hour is for the perfecting of the saints. Sometimes that word has to come and cut your hide. But I tell you what, if you're a real believer, a son of God, you'll walk out of them doors with your hands lifted up and say, thank you for the whipping, Lord. I needed it real bad. Thank God for the truth. Listen. The Bible says they tried them. I forgot my, well, praise God. I was going to say I forgot my phone, so I don't know what time it is. There's a huge clock back there. <laughs> I'm not a long-winded preacher. It just, it just all depends on who you compare me to. <laughs> They tried them. You know what Brother Brown said? How did they try them? By the word. What gave them the right? Paul. And they tried it. By, listen, friends. You know what they did? They took them, every ministry they heard. You know what they did? They took it back to the word. And you know what they said? They said, you're a liar. If they wasn't preaching what Paul already preached, they stood right there and said, you're a liar. Because you ain't saying what Paul said. 
Listen, I want to tell you, I'm just going to give you this this morning. Don't you never try any ministry. Don't you judge it by the anointing. Don't you judge it by how well he can speak. Don't you judge it by, amen, how he can put things together. You take it back to the word. And if he ain't saying what Paul said, if he ain't saying what William Branham said, listen, friends, I don't make no apology to say it this morning. If they're not saying, amen, what, listen, there's a lot of things you hear even around this message. I can't find it in this Bible. There's all kind of ideas come along and say, oh, you don't even need to go to church now. You'll never find that in this Bible. Say, brother, you better back up. Listen, to, listen. I know where I'm standing this morning. You won't find that stuff in this Bible. My Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a man or some are. Even the much more as you see that day approaching. Friends, there's either one or two things. Either they don't believe the day's approaching or they've left the word one or the other. Amen, because the Bible says, amen, as long, listen, friends, as long as you got an opportunity, amen, you ought to come together, amen, and worship God and set under our ministry and hear the word of God preached in power there's a reason why the devil's trying to stop it because it'll be by the preaching of that word that lives will be changed the sick will be healed oh my 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 brother Bram said he said the keystone of the whole Bible is the revelation that God never changes. And that his, his ways are as, as, just as unchangeable as he is. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Ecclesiastes 3, 14, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. That which has been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God required that which is past. What is that? It's showing you the revelation of an unchanging God. This is very powerful because if God is in fact unchanging in his nature, in his essence, amen, how many believe that God never changes? His nature never changes. Amen. If that is a is if that is true, then every action of God is a prophecy. You say, but what do you mean by that? I mean, but I mean this: that if God don't change, if He did something one time, if the same circumstances ever repeat, then God will have to do the same thing again. Hallelujah, friends. That's powerful. And the prophet's going to show you something very powerful out of it because he said, if God ever healed a person one time and you meet the same requirements, then if God is a just God, he'll have to do the same thing for you. Praise God. I guess I spoke too soon about not being long-winded. I preached the batteries out. <laughs> but, 
Listen, but you see what I'm saying? You, you, you understand, if you meet the same requirements, if you come with the same attitude, amen, and God has not changed. I love what Brother Brown said. Amen, he said God's attitude towards you is revealed in the seven redemptive names. Amen, amen, how many knows, amen, that he's Jehovah Jireh, he's a provider. So if you got a need, God's attitude towards you is I'm your provider. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's a healer. Amen. And if, so if you're sick this morning, God's attitude towards you is he is a healer. Oh, yes, sir. And God never changes. It's the keystone of the whole Bible. Listen, I'll just tell you this, friends. Men change. Churches change. Seasons change. Fashions change. Everything changes. But God don't never change. See the discrepancy, Brother Brown said, now this is harvest time. He said, at the beginning when God sowed his seed into the earth, he gave it into the hearts of his children, his family to keep that word. That was their only defense, to keep the word. And here the enemy come in and broke that barrier by sowing a seed of discrepancy, contrary to the word of God. If that was a discrepancy in the beginning, it's still. Anything that will add anything to the word of God is still a seed of discrepancy. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care if it's an organization, military sources, political powers, anything that's contrary to the word of God is a seed of discrepancy. When a man stands and says he's a gospel preacher and says that the days of miracles is past, that's a seed of discrepancy. When a man stands and says that he's a minister, a pastor of a church somewhere, and, and he does not believe that Jesus Christ is the same in every detail except the physical body, the same yesterday, today, and forever, that's a seed of discrepancy. When he says the miracles in apostolic age has passed, that's a seed of discrepancy. When they say there's no such thing as divine healing, that's a seed of discrepancy. When they come along and say that God don't feel with the Holy Ghost no more, that's a seed of discrepancy. Watch what Brother Brown said in the church book. He said, those scholars may tell you the apostolic age is over. Don't you believe it? Such a statement is wrong on two accounts. First of all, it's wrong to suppose there ain't any more apostles. Just because the original 12 are dead, an apostle means one sent. Amen. And there are many sent ones today, but they're called missionaries. As long as men are being called and sent forth with the word of life, the apostolic age is going on. Secondly, they refer to an age of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost power as being over since the Bible has been completed. That is untrue. There's not even one scripture that suggests that. But many conclusively state otherwise. Here is the proof that both of these charges are false. Acts 2 verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and them that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The promise of power which the apostles were endued with at Pentecost is to you, the Jews, and to your children, Jews, them that are far off, Gentiles. Hallelujah. You ought to shout the building down on that one, brother. Amen. Because, amen, you are not even in the commonwealth of Israel, having no hope, no promise. Amen. But God, rich in mercy. 
Hallelujah. Has broke down the middle wall partition. Amen. And made us all one. And now through Jesus Christ, you have become the seed of Abraham with the promise. Hallelujah. And this promise is unto you. He said the Jews, your children, the Jews, and them that are far off. That's the Gentiles, but we that were far off were brought nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that ain't even the end of it. He said, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This is what the prophet of God said. Amen. Until he stops calling, the Pentecostal message in power will not cease. How many believe that's the truth? And let me just stop and say this before I go any further. Amen. When I'm talking about Pentecost, I ain't talking about no organization. I ain't talking about this denomination out here. I ain't even talking about 1906. Amen. I'm talking about the original church that was born on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Amen. Pentecost is not an organization. It's an experience. Abraham said what the church had at Pentecost is her enable right. Originally she had the pure word of God. She had the power of the spirit manifested in diverse, diverse signs and wonders, gifts of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hebrews 2. Amen. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which you have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience to the word received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and diverse miracles, gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. The original church was not organized by men. It was led by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And let me just say, amen, that was the original church. That was the Alpha Church. This is the Omega Church. Amen. And the Omega has to match the Alpha. We are not organized by men. Church, I'm going to tell you, this bride is not being led by men. Amen. This bride is being led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We ain't got no bishops. I'm going to say it again. We ain't got no bishops. There ain't no group of men, amen, that we're following. Amen. I, only thing I can say, as Paul said, Paul said, come follow me as I follow Christ. Does God use men? Sure he does. Amen. But the church is not organized by men nor led by men. The church has been brought together under the power of the Holy Ghost and is being led by the power of the Holy Ghost. Brother Bam said, it was hated and despised. It was oppressed. It was persecuted unto death. But it was true to God. And stay true to the original pattern. Listen, friends, we ain't got but one pattern. There's only one, there's only one church that we should pattern ourselves after. 
Amen. How many believe in the sovereignty of the, of the local church? Brother Brown believed in the sovereignty of the local church. And, and I believe that that is actually what comes under attack through denominational, denominationalism, organized religion. Amen. What is it? It's stripping away the sovereignty of the local church. Amen. And begins to tell men what to preach and when to preach and how to preach. And amen. And this is going to be, you know, come on, friends. Amen. And, and if you're going to be a part of this and we're going to give you any kind of backing and then you're going to have to allow this and, and we're going to okay this. You don't believe I'm telling you the truth? Go talk to some United uh, Methodists right now and you'll find out how true it is. Come on, friends. Amen. And it's stripping away the sovereignty. Stripping away the sovereignty. Amen. Because God intended for His church to be led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And your pastor ought not to have to call nobody up and get permission. Amen. Amen. If he's going to preach a certain thing on a certain day, amen, he ain't got to get okay from somebody, from some pope or some, amen. Okay, well, I guess you can preach. No, no, no. Amen. He's got one boss. Hallelujah. I got one boss. Brother Matt's got one boss. Listen, friends, we got to be led. You, you say, brother, don't you believe that the church is united under one headship? I sure do. Amen. But it ain't a group of men. Hallelujah. It's not some man. It's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is our head. And the bride will be united under his headship. And the only pattern we got is the early church. And Brother Branham said every church will be striving to be like that church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told my church at home, I said, listen, we ain't trying to be like the church down the road. No offense to them. We love them. We appreciate them. Amen. But listen, amen, churches are different. Amen. And churches are sovereign. Amen. And I'm not trying to match my church with another church. And you're not trying to match this church with another church. Amen. But we're all, amen, we got one pattern. Amen. And that's the church that was born on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. If we're striving to be like something, it's got to be that. <clears throat> Brother Ben said, I've always said, it's a great matching time. He said, you, you, you paint your steps red, watch your neighbor paint his red. <laughs> he said, you watch, he said, he said, some of the women will wear a certain kind of hat at church and watch the rest of them get that same hat. <laughs> Jacqueline Kennedy had her waterhead haircut. I, I don't even know what that is, but amen, I guess I, <laughs> but anyhow, I mean, look at all the women. Amen, she wore them little old sack colored aprons and things like that and it's scandalous for a woman to be out on the street stretched out like that and look at all the women doing the same thing. It's an impersonation. Amen, but that's in the world. But the church people picked it up and it's a shame that they do it. It's wrong for them to do it. It's a disgrace. And when we see it creeping into Pentecost, it's more disgraceful. That's right. But you see, the church puts up with it and lets it go. I don't care. I've never cared whether my coat matched my trousers or my tie matched my coat. I want my experience to match God's Bible and His requirements. And that's what we Pentecostal people ought to do is have our experience just like theirs was because He is the same Jesus, the same Holy Ghost, the same power, and He's living today. 
Hallelujah. How many of you have that desire this morning? Listen, friends, I ain't trying to max max. I'm not trying to be. Amen. Listen, I'm just going to be straight with you. and just right, Can I let go and preach for a minute? Amen. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I'm not trying to be Donnie Reagan. I ain't Donnie Reagan. No disrespect to him. I appreciate his gift. Probably no greater, uh, one of the greatest preachers ever lived. But I can't be him and I ain't trying to be like him. For me to try to be like him is an impersonation. I am not trying to be Brother Branham. Amen. Let me just say that's one to a generation. That is not my place, not my ministry. I'll just tell you who I am. I've read a story one time, amen, and I, I so identified with it because I thought this is perfectly me. Amen, because I read this story and there's this little, there's, they said they was out in a battle, a hot battle, and they had a flag boy, a banner bearer, you know. And, 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 and he goes before the army and he goes and he's lifting up that banner and, and, and he's lifting up and you know and he's lifting up that flag because he's amen that's reminding them of what they're fighting for of who they're fighting for of what they stand for it's very important you know if that flag's lifted up it gives the soldiers courage amen and he's lifting up that banner he's lifting up amen and he's going for them and they said brother Matt they said the battle got hot and, and, and the enemy was overtaking them and, he's, and they said that flag boy had somehow got up ahead of the soldiers and he got out there a little bit too far and, and, the, and the captain got looking up there and he said hey he said bring that flag back over here and that flag boy he stood over there and he, he got to looking around and he thought hey I fought way too hard to get where I'm at he said no bring up the men <laughs> that captain said hey bring that flag back over here he said oh Oh, no, you bring up the men. Amen. And I read that story and I thought, hey, here I am right there. I ain't no big preacher. Amen. I ain't got no big ministry. Amen. I'm just a little flag boy this morning, lifting up the banner of the cross, lifting up the banner of this message. Hallelujah. But I want to let you know something. I don't care what they say. I don't care how many says, come back. Amen. Retreat. Go back. There ain't no retreating me, brother. I've come too far. I fought too hard to get where I'm at this morning. I ain't going back. I ain't turning around. I'm saying, no, bring up the men. Come on, little bride. We've come too far to turn back now. We fought too hard to quit right now. Let me tell you something, church. This is not the time to stop. This is not the time to retreat. This is not the time to give up. Contend. Fight. Stand. Sorry, I got my thing all messed up. <laughs> the prophet said, Let me just try to come to a close. I know my time is gone. Man, you. You're a wonderful group to preach to. Watch what the, what the prophet said here in the church age book. He said the messenger of Malachi 4 and Revelations 10, 7 is going to do two things. I'm going to try to close right here. 
According to Malachi 4, he will turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of the fathers. Right? And he will, the second thing is he will reveal the mysteries of the seven thunders in Revelations 10, which are the revelations contained in the seven seals. It will be these divinely revealed mystery truths that will literally, that will literally turn the hearts of the children to the Pentecostal fathers. Exactly so. Listen, friends, I want you to understand something this morning. This message is a message of restoration. Hallelujah. Watch what the prophet said in the first seal. He said, I love this. Others, reformers, but that great, they were great men of God, seeing the need of the day. They brought a reformation. Revelations 10 said that his message was to reveal, not to reform, to reveal the secret, to reveal the secrets, the word, see, in the man. What would it, Hebrews 4 said, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the center of the bone, a revealer of the secrets of the heart. See, the man is not a reformer. He's a revealer. A revealer of what? The mysteries of God. Where the church has got all tied up in everything. He has to come forth with the word of God to reveal the thing out. Because he is here to restore the faith of the children back to the fathers. Hallelujah. The original Bible faith is to be restored by the seventh angel. The original Bible faith. Now it's the Holy Spirit in the last days. To shine forth the evening lights, restoring back the faith that was trampled down through the denominations condemned. The denominations coming back to the original faith, the original Bible faith, the original Bible, believing every word, not adding to it, making it say this and making it say that. Just say it the way it said. Amen. And, and you want to believe it that way. How many wants to believe it that way? And we're promised that to restore. Every voice has a message behind it. And the message was to restore the faith back. Back to the original faith of Amen. Malachi 4 restore back the faith of the fathers to the people. They've got off in all kinds of everything, but restore it back again. That faith that met the message of the hour is to return back to the word. And the prophet said, with the restoration of the word will come a restoration of the power. Listen to me. That's why he. That's why a prophet told us, Brother Matt. He said, "1906 Pentecost restoration of the gifts was not the long-awaited restoration that was prophesied in the Bible in Joel, Joel chapter two. He said it could not be because the former or, or, or the teaching reign had not failed yet. The word had not been restored back to the church at that time. Amen. And, the, and, and that restoration would be a restoration under the word. The former and latter reign falling in the same month. Amen. Do you believe that's the truth? Listen friends. Amen. There were the times of the reformers down through the ages and they brought a reformation and we thank God for that. Amen. And every amen, every messenger amen, built upon amen, the others that Achievement, amen and moved into a higher realm amen but God did not send us a message of reformation but he sent us a message of restoration hallelujah he said I will restore saith the Lord all the years amen that was lost all the years and remember amen there were four bugs but a prophet comes along and says it was only one bug really in reality in four stages and ties it right back amen to the horse 
horse. Horse is a Revelation 6. And the Antichrist spirit coming in four stages against the church. Amen. But he said, I will restore. And what did he say in the restoration of the bride tree? Four messengers of death. Amen. Destroy the thing and ate the tree down. But four messengers of life will bring her back again. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is the hour. A message has come to restore the church back to the original Bible with the original Bible faith. Hallelujah. And it's the hour of restoration. What is restoration? Taking something back to its original condition. Restoring it back to what it ought to be. To what it was made to be. Listen, friends, I want you to know something. You were created in the image of God. Man was made to have dominion. An amateur God on the earth. Listen, I ain't outside the Bible. I'm in the scripture. Amen. I'm in the message of the hour. Amen. You are not made. Amen. To be dominated. You were made to dominate. And you got a dominion. Listen, church, can I quote a prophet to you? All that Adam lost. You now possess. Hallelujah. I'm closing. Stay with me for the five more minutes. Amen. And I'm going to show you something. Amen. Because we're always kicking it down the road. We're always putting it off to another time. We're always putting it off to another age. Amen. We're always putting it off someday, one day. Amen. One day a revival is going to strike. One day. Amen. The power is going to come. One day the dynamics will fall. Listen, friends, we have arrived. The day is here. The time is now. Hallelujah. Amen. It's in your possession. Amen. What we need is somebody that'll press through. Amen. Don't take no for an answer. Hallelujah. The prophet of God said, how did they make the achievements that they made in the message countdown? How did they have these great scientific breakthroughs? He said, because somebody, amen, got it in their heart. Amen. That it was possible. Amen. And they refused to take no for an answer. Listen, you know what they said? You know what they said? Late 1800s, early 1900s? You know what they said? Flight is not possible for man. You can go back, you can go back and get newspaper articles and, and, and read uh, out of a well-known, uh, you know, New York Times and well-known newspapers of that, of that time. And they were writing articles about it, Brother Jackie. And they said, man will never fly. It's impossible. One great man said it like this. He said, man will never fly. That was reserved for the angels alone. But you know what? They were some, some old boys <laughs> that they didn't really care what they said. Amen. Something told them it's possible. Amen. And, 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 and Wilbur Wright, I love, he wrote a letter one day. He was trying to generate some support and get some financial aid and stuff. He wrote a letter to a guy one day and he said, Sir, I'm afflicted with a belief <laughs> that it is possible that man will fly. He said, and I'm afraid that my affliction will continue to get worse. Amen. And he said, and I'm setting my affairs in order now. Amen. Because I'm afraid that it's going to cost me all my money and maybe even my life. He said, but I am afflicted with a belief 
Amen. That it is possible that man can fight. And he took that for his. Let me tell you something. Amen. He was afflicted with a belief that it is possible for a man to fly. I'm afflicted with a belief this morning. Amen. That a change of my body is a possibility. Not just a possibility. A promise. And I don't care how many lying devils say it cannot happen. It'll never happen. Hallelujah. There's something in me that says it will happen. Hallelujah. I'm afflicted with a belief, amen, that the prodigals are coming home. My children's going to get the Holy Ghost. Your children's going to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the naysayers say. I don't care what they say about this message. Brother, I want to tell you, I believe it. I'm afflicted with it. It's a promise. And this is a message of restoration. And by the way, let me close in saying this. Amen. It's restoration with compensation. Amen, because if you go back in the Old Testament, if a man stole somebody's ox, amen, and that guy needed that ox to plow his field, to plant his crops, amen, if that man, amen, got called and what he'd done, he couldn't just go back and give that man his ox back. He had to compensate him for the time lost in the field. For the crops that he lost, amen, because he didn't have the, oh, come on, church. God put a law in the Bible. Amen, you ain't just going to get back what, you, what was taken from you. Amen, you're going to get more. <laughs> Hallelujah. And under this message of restoration, brother, let me tell you, you ain't just getting back the joy you lost. You're going to get all that back and a little more. Hallelujah. And we ain't just God. Brother, we got everything they had on the day of Pentecost plus the opening of seven seals plus a faith that'll change our bodies. It's restoration with compensation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And by the way, it's a restoration by enforcement. God is going to make the devil give it back. Hallelujah. And Brother Benham begins to talk about, he said, and the Holy Ghost is the enforcer. He's the high sheriff of every promise in this Bible. And I tell you what, I tell you what, let me give you this one example. I ain't telling you no more I'm closing, but I'm going to give you this one example. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Musicians, go ahead and come. That'll help me. Amen. Amen. But, but if you went home this afternoon and in your house, you walk in your house, you go in and sit, walk in your living room and there's some old guy sitting on your couch. And he done went in there and opened up your refrigerator and he's drinking, he's drinking your Dr. Pepper. <laughs> And he's eating your ham. And <laughs> he's like, man, well, I mean, I'm just asking him. I don't know. Probably everybody's different, but some of you might just turn around and walk back out. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I do. I say, man, who, who are you? And who gave you the right to come in here? 
And you know what? You might politely ask him to leave. It's like, look, look, man, I don't know what you're doing here, but, or how you got here, this is my house. <laughs> well, what are you going to do if he don't, what, if he, what, what are you going to do if he says, no, I'm staying right here? And, well, well, then what are you going to do if he's like three times your size? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick up my, I got a cell phone. Most of y'all probably know what them are. I'm going to pick up that cell phone and I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call a higher authority that was put there to enforce the claim. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you something. If Satan has come onto your property and he's afflicted your body, what you going to do about it this morning? You, may, you say, well, brother, I pray and the devil ain't moving. I tell you what we need to call a higher authority. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. What are you going to do about your children? The devil's come and robbed them away. Amen. You're just going to let them go? Not me, brother. Amen. You say, brother, I've talked and I've tried and I've prayed and I've done. I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to call a higher authority. Hallelujah. Because there's an enforcer and this is a restoration by enforcement. You've got a right to enforce the claim. Hallelujah. And God's going to make the devil give it back. Hallelujah. Let's stand our feet this morning. Earnestly contend for the faith. Oh, my. Amen. Don't you love the Lord with all your heart? Amen. Let's sing it. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Amen. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. How many is glad you can say it? I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Well, I'm so glad I can say I'm so glad 
Don't you love him with all your heart this morning? Amen, amen. Amen. How many is glad that you experienced the power, the life-changing power? Amen. How many is glad that you met God? Listen, friends, I want to tell you something, friends. Amen. Just to know, Brother Brown said, to know the, even to know his book ain't enough. You got to know that you got to meet the author. You got to know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. But as I was telling the young people last night, if a man ever comes in contact with God, Brother Brown said he'll never be the same. Amen. In that, in that message from that time, the prophet of God said, one day death. Amen. Amen. Met God face to face. And he said, death ain't never been the same since. He said, one day the grave come in contact. He said, the grave ain't never been the same since. Hallelujah. And I tell you this, if you ever meet him, if you ever meet the God of this message, it will change your life forever. Amen. How many is glad you met him? Amen, amen. Can't you see why I'm so happy? Amen. Let's sing it with all of our heart. 
Amen. As we turn our service over tonight, or this morning, to our brother. Can't you see what I'm saying? I've accepted that. I don't know. You can just sing it. <laughs> Can't you see why I'm so happy? Oh, I've accepted the word of the Lord. The revealed word that was spoken. the prophet of Malachi Are you really happy? Sing with all your hearts this morning. Oh, can't you see why I'm so happy? You got something to be happy about. Oh, I've accepted the word of the Spoken by the prophet of Malachi. For one more time, amen. With our hands lifted up now, oh, can't you see why I'm so happy? Spoken by the prophet of Malachi 4. Let's sing it one more time to him this morning. Oh, can't you see why I'm so happy? Oh, I've accepted the word. the prophet of Malachi 4. Amen. Did you enjoy the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Let's sing this little song this morning. They're preparing out in the gym. We'll give them a, a few more minutes. Let's just sing this little course this morning. Oh, one day I'm gonna take a step towards my theophany. One day I'm gonna take another step towards my theophany. One day I know that final step, it's going to set me free. My theophany, oh, I hear it calling me oh and it's calling 
come up a little higher into the perfect word. Oh, come up a little higher into agape love. Oh, come up a little higher. Soar through the heavenlies by the opening. Oh, I hear it calling me. Oh, one day I'm going to take a step towards my theophany. One day I'm going to take another step into my theophany. One day I know that final step, it's going to set me free. My theophany, oh, I hear it calling me. Oh, don't you worry, little children. Should death knock on your door, don't you know that death is a doorway that leads to the heavenly shore? Over there is no heartaches, no sorrow. Perfect love, peace and joy beyond compare. Did you hear from it today? One day I'm going to take a step oh, towards my theophany. One day I'm going to take another step to my theophany. One day I know that final step is going. Set me free, my theophany. Oh, I hear it calling me. See victory around the next curve in the road. That old devil has to flee. God's army is marching. Or slay the old enemy Around the next curve I see Jesus coming for me Oh, one day I'm gonna take a step Towards my theophany One day I'm gonna take another step Towards my theophany One day I know that final step is going to set me free my theophany oh i hear it calling me oh one day i'm gonna take another step towards my theophany one day i'm gonna take another step into my theophany one day i know that final step is going to set me free my theophany i hear it calling me amen glory uh thank you for coming this weekend those that have traveled in those visiting with us um, today and over the weekend, we certainly appreciate you being here, being a part of the services. Amen. This 
time set aside for the fellowship for the youth. I trust it's been a blessing to you uh, that we serve in lunch over in the gym uh, for the youth. Also, they'll be having activities today until about 5.30 p.m. The gym, I think it remains open until about 10 p.m. this evening, maybe later because of the holiday weekend. But um, just feel free to fellowship this evening. Amen. It certainly is good to have been in the service this morning. Let's sing the little chorus as you're dismissed this morning. Falling in love with Jesus. We'll sing that this morning as you go. Amen. Well, falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever ever done in his arms I feel protected in his arms never disconnected no in his arms I feel protected there's no place I'd rather, rather be. Oh, falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in the best thing I've ever, ever done. In His arms I feel protected. In His arms never disconnected. No, in His arms I feel protected. There's no place I'd rather, rather be. Oh, falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in done falling in love with Jesus